and welcome to Not So Peter Priestley Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priestley. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priestley at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! Um, I first of all, we don't have Dusty with us um, today, but uh, that's okay because uh, she's dealing with some, you know, personal issues right now. But I have a very special guest with me today, and um, I am so excited to have her back. Um, I've been um, every time I think about this guest, I think of our interview last year and how it stuck with me and. She's an incredible artist. She's doing some amazing things. Um, welcome back, Irene's Entropy. This is Irene from Irene's Entropy. Thanks, Isaac. It's great to be back. Always. Um, so you have some exciting things coming up. Um, and I know you teased it in our last last time you were on the show. So um, and we actually ended up talking more about a little bit more about what we're going to talk about today at that one. <laughs> but um, you have true. listeners. Um, I got a little teaser. Uh, she sent me a, um, also, first of all, a single. You just have a, you have a new single that came out on April 7th, right? Is that, what day yep, is it? Yesterday. Yep. Persephone, <laughs> Persephone 2 is, is out in the world officially. So that's really cool because, so for the listeners, I released an album last year called High Water, and for ex-Mormon listeners, it details symbolically me jumping off of the old ship Zion and swimming to shore and finding life outside of Mormonism. And so the first album was a beautiful first look at my music and my songwriting, but the album that I have been working on for the last four years now is in the works of, of coming out and Persephone 2 happens to be the first single from that album and interestingly enough it happened because Persephone was originally released on the first album in an Americana version and I was not expecting it to be the number one song off the album I totally thought Colorado or Quetico or some other hit would you know be top of the charts but Persephone got the most plays on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Everybody loved Persephone. And so I decided to recreate it and to tell the story further, I, I suppose, because the song was unfinished with Persephone 2. And so we created a Persephone 3, which will be out next Wednesday, which should be the day this is released, from what I understand, the podcast. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the music video that I sent Jake. He got to listen to that ahead of time and see the visual aspects of it. So tell me your, your thoughts on that. Uh, so, excited to hear it. <laughs> so I had, um, there's, I loved Persephone. I loved your high water album. Like it's a very Americana, like you said, feel it's, um, I feel like this sound for you is, uh, I had 
I remember hearing you sing live and you had this grit to your voice that was kind of lost in high water because you had to be a little softer, I think, and for the tone, for the, for that mm-hmm. purposes of that album. And when I heard that grit and that rasp in your voice, I was like, I want more of that. And that's exactly what you gave me in this one. So um, it's rockier, it's ed- grittier. Um, it definitely carries more emotion behind it. The visual aspect is incredible. You're telling a story. Um, I love the myth of Persephone and how you're, and I also love how you're taking it and incorporating it into addictions and um, telling a deeper story to it and how people are Persephone's like there's, and there's different ways to be a Persephone. Um, I don't know if I'm getting too much into that, but the, (laughs) Oh no, it's, it's perfect. And also there's this, just this little, one of my favorite moments in there was when it kind of the camera spans over your face and you do this little, this little um, like Elvis, like smirk thing going on. And I was like, ah, (laughs) yeah, but I liked, um, and then Persephone three, um, I liked that it carried it further and it went even, um, I get that gave me chills. So listeners, um, I feel like Persephone two is more of like a dance and like, rock out and then you get into the like chill. Persephone 2 it yeah 2 is this the song about depression the song about loving someone with depression and anxiety or with addictions that struggles right we go back to hell like the goddess Persephone in the myth who has to stay in hell half the year and then gets to come back for half the year and so we watch these people struggle and go through it. But most of the time you, you can't tell when someone is struggling with depression or addictions or anxiety because they, they keep that weight so well. And you are just out having fun being, and you don't know when they'll break, when they'll disappear. And this is for myself as well. I, I, I have been Persephone and I have loved Persephone's and from both sides of the spectrum, it's just a complicated thing because it's not all sadness and the happy parts are there and they're great. And I feel like the first song really represents this kind of fun party. Like we're just going to have fun. I know that you're not okay all the time, but we're still having fun. Let's have a drink. And then Persephone three really describes this is the depth of the conversation carried into this next song. And, that's why I made it all one music video. I wanted it all to be captured together. So the, the actresses that were in it um, are some of my friends personally, and they did such a phenomenal job. They did. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're beautiful. They acted great. This is their first time acting. Uh, we wow. got together for a girls night and had some drinks and went over the script, but they did a phenomenal job. I'm so, so proud of them. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, there's little Easter eggs in that music video for the next single that'll be released and then the one after that. So everybody keep an eye out when you're watching watching the music video. But it's been great uh, because, like you said, the last album was so Americana. And this one I've gotten, oh, it's, I hear Blink-182, I hear Paramore, I hear, uh, you know, maybe little bits of Green Day with just the drum. The drumming is so different and the guitar yeah awesome genre switch love high water i'll always have americana stuff up my sleeve but i'm so enjoying this season of rock 
So yeah, yeah. Oh, I love I love me a, a female-led rock group. That is my that's my jam. Like oh, I don't know if you know Hailstorm. They're just they're one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. And they um, that I don't know. So we had had conversations before about um. Let's see. How do I want to say this? I um about how this isn't just about an ex-Mormon journey. This album is mm-hmm. not sim- just it can teach it can touch other lives and trauma. other. It's, it's about, about trauma. trauma. Yeah. yeah. And I um the Hellstorm's last album I can't remember what it's called. Dusty's gonna kill me. Um, they have a song called Steeple, but the whole album it speaks to my religious trauma and um the and i think like i think that's um, incredible when artists can go to those places and i think that's what it's good that you're doing that and also but also creating something that is listenable and palatable but you're telling a great story and you're um and you're rocking the shit out of it (laughs) it is yeah and it only gets better i i love persephone 2 and persephone 3 but it just keeps getting better the quality of the music that we're putting out on this album is very very exciting to me and uh to continue with what you were saying i most of my shows i do around here are for non-mormon groups nobody around here is mormon ex-mormon so i do have to make my shows relevant for those people. And part of that is that this is not just about Mormonism. Mormonism was the tool used to give trauma to all of us, but people have trauma in their lives and go through change and loss and have to grow multiple times throughout our our life. So this is for everyone, but I am specifically this year, my goal as an artist of 2023 is for the ex-Mormons, which is why I'm doing the testimony tour. And we'll talk more about that. But the the goal is to take this music and for people to relate, to feel happy, to feel sad, to feel angry, to feel as though they are hungry for growth and change is what this music truly is supposed to be driving. So that's really exciting for me as an artist to grow as far as what I'm trying to, to give my listeners. Awesome. Um, I'm so excited about it. But the um, I wanted to kind of maybe just take a little step back on back to the music video. Like the how how has it been like pairing? I I've always loved music videos, but like um, sometimes when you see them, you're just like um, that isn't really what I envisioned with this song. So how how has it been like pairing the story of Persephone and what you're trying to tell with a visual? Um, you know, for me, it was very personal because uh, there's a lot of aspects in this music video that come from my real life. Uh, because, like I said, I have been Persephone and I have loved Persephone's. And so the scene with these two girls is something that I personally have had an experience with. And I wanted to portray just how, in a simple moment, it can go from you're out having a drink to you know, an anxiety attack or a panic attack. And all of a sudden you don't know what to do or how to help the person that you love. You just want to be there for them, but they're suffering in their own hell. 
and I really wanted to create that scene. And so directing this and writing this was was rather easy for me. I just kind of saw it and the girls did such a good job. I, I do want to point out that those pills are, they represent so much more than just an addiction to physical, uh, physical addictions to drugs or alcohol. Those addictions go so much deeper. And I think that you'll see that unfold as the album continues and you'll see things like that pop up again and again. And by the end, you'll understand that, yeah, it, it's all connected and it's all this learning journey. But no, it, the music video part was super, super easy for me just from personal lived experience. And I've always loved like whenever I write my songs, the first thing I picture is the music video for it, because how am I going to portray to the audience what I'm trying to write down on, on paper and sing? So, yeah, it was just so much fun. Love the whole experience. It looked like you guys were having a lot of fun, too. So um, and also I have to say, so at the beginning, um, I don't want to. It'll be out. Much. It'll be out. OK, so we're yeah. good. Um, I At the beginning, you're. Yeah, and they first show you, and you're, like, at the bar, and you're, like, total, like, rock goddess. I just have to point that out. Like, there's just, like, your vibe. Like, I I don't know. I would – I I stand. Like, I'm I'm a forever fan. So – um, but I, I love that you seemed very comfortable in front of the ca- camera also, and I feel like that's something that's uh, – as a blooming artist, it's, it's hard to um, – I guess I, I know for me personally, I would be like, oh, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Don't look at me. You know, I, but you're very comfortable on stage and you have a great straight stage presence. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what you have ahead of for us. So, um, thank you on that note. Uh, what are you, let's talk about the testimony tour. What's going on with yeah. that. So the testimony tour was created for specifically my ex-Mormon fan base. Like I said, in Illinois, I don't have the opportunity to give this music to ex-Mormons. And this album is not coming out for another year. I'll be teasing singles all year and music videos, but it will be a full year before you can hear it from start to finish. And I wanted to give ex-Mormons a front row seat to hear it first before anybody else. So the testimony tour is me going around the country, meeting with ex-Mormon groups in kind of underground settings in people's living rooms, in people's backyards, as well as some venues that we have rented out for uh, larger groups. So it will be me going to, let's see, we have Georgia, we have Texas, Indiana, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, and we're putting more on the list. So if there are listeners who are interested in hosting in their home or they know of a venue, I'm still booking and still trying to find groups around the country. So please reach out to me. Uh, but yeah, the, the premise of the show is that we're doing a fast and testimony meeting ex-Mormon style where, <laughs> yes, we'll... <laughs> We'll do kind of a potluck at first, probably around 5 o'clock, 5.30, and there will be coffee and alcohol beverages. And it'll just be different. The posters do say, bring your goddamn jello. 
<laughs> I, I would I won't eat any of it. It's more of just a it'll feel good to just throw it away. But <laughs> I hate I hate jello. Oh, um yeah. But after that, when the music starts, I'm bringing an actual pulpit. And the idea behind this is that I am taking back taking back the power, right? To stand there and instead of saying the things that were fed to me since I was a child, I get to stand and I get to say, this is a song I wrote about this. And this is what I learned in my personal life from these experiences. I am now going to sing this song for you. And, and this is my testimony on, on this subject. And taking the audience through this journey of when you first leave the church and you're just in pain and you just feel alone and lost, and then you start to feel angry. And then it grows to be this anger that moves you to change things in your life. And eventually you come to a place where you are proud to be you and you have your own identity. But it it is so important that you not leave any steps out along the way. So this will be me on my acoustic guitar, me on my piano doing a ballad, but also I'm bringing backing tracks from my band. So you'll get to hear studio versions with me singing and just rocking out and you'll hear every single genre. But by the end of it, there will be an opportunity for people who will first sign waivers, but I am bringing this pulpit also to video other people coming up and explaining how they related to different songs. I'm bringing uh, the hymns of Irene. So you'll be able to read the lyrics along the way if you're a lyrics person and take that and explain, this is what I related to the most, or this is what stage I'm at. This is what spoke to me. This is what I learned about myself from listening to this music. And the idea is that we'll be able to record people from around the country experiencing the music. And by the time we get to the end of the year, we'll be able to put together this documentary style presentation of before the album's even out of this is what this album is. This is what it means to this community and this group of people. And this is collectively our story. It's not just mine. And that documentary will be ready to be released next year by the time the album actually comes out. So it's a huge endeavor that we're taking on to try to capture this tour in a way that we can include everybody into this, this story, basically. I fucking love this concept. Like, the fact that you're taking fast and testimony meeting you're taking elements of the church but that we you know and it's um and then like you said you're giving us the giving listeners the that space to take that power back and i also um not only are you telling your story and from your music and your craft but you're also allowing them to have their voice heard and that's beautiful um i just got chills oh anyway um but i and i'm picturing just it's going to be it's going to touch a lot of lives uh so listeners uh if you are interested like like irene said um find out you know follow her on instagram and we can i'm pretty sure that's where you're going to be posting like dates and stuff that where you'll be and 
Um, yep, for sure. Website too, right? Is that correct? Yep, IreneEntropy.com. Okay. And for those that are new listeners, I will just say really quickly, Irene is my temple name. So I took that name and decided to use it as my stage name, but very quickly it's, I've been called Irene more than I am my birth name. And I really identify as Irene. I prefer when people call me Irene because I feel powerful that I took this name that was born in patriarchy and in, in chains basically to my future husband and <laughs> priesthood. And I was able to make it my own. And now everybody knows the name that was supposed to be kept a secret my whole life. And now everyone knows me as Irene and I took that identity and I made it powerful. I made it empowering to others. And entropy is the second law of thermodynamics. I'm an engineer now. And so I was studying in school and I learned that term, which entropy is basically a molecular, uh, a disorder of energy. And for me, my music is that disordered energy and chaos that is leaving me as I'm writing this this music and, and coming up with all of this. So that's why it's Irene's Entropy. So yes, you can go to my website, irenesentropy.com or on Instagram. That's where you can find, find me the easiest probably. Awesome. But yes, definitely looking for more more people, more groups. It, that's the thing is that this is such a a group work effort. I can't do it by myself. I'm I live in the Midwest. I don't know Mormons out west anymore. I you know, I lived at BYU for a bit before my mission, but it's I'm so grateful to the people that have reached out and, and are helping, including you, Jake. Listeners, Jake is uh having me out to one of his friends' houses in uh Rigby, Rigby. Yep. Rigby, oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good old Rigby. That's where. I mean, it's. Uh, it'll be a gorgeous venue too, and I'm really excited to have you and to meet you in person, and uh, you and your um, partner, uh, who was also in your band, correct? And then. Um, yes. I, let's see. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to experience that. Um, and to, can you can you talk for a little bit about so listeners? I sent I sent Jake not just the music video but also one of the songs from the album that I thought he would relate to, mm-hmm. and that's a song called PTSD. Can you describe to listeners what you liked about that song or how you personally related to it? Oh, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, did you did you love it? PT, I can't remember. PTSD. <laughs> Sorry, I have great memory. Um, yeah, PTSD. So I um, I was actually listening to it right before we started recording this because I wanted to hear it again just to have it like fresh in my brain. And it's also one. Of, it's I think it's gonna be one of my uh, favorite singles off of your album. I have only heard two, but you know, um, three. Uh, but the uh, PTSD. I love that you are um, taking the uh, the theme of like a, a soldier and having this um, very orderly like and uh, things put upon you and like um, and you have to do you have to be strong you have to be a warrior and um, how that I don't know I 
have PTSD, and I think a lot of people do, but like, um, it it's it resonated with me in that it was um, it just the visual of like thinking it. I just I kept thinking about my time in the military too, and also on the mission, and like how there's in the mission you're told you you are a warrior, you're uh, you're armies of Helaman and you're you know and you're supposed to go out there and fight for God and that kind of thing and then also like being on deployment and being ripped away from my family and how that's um not ripped well that was that was by choice but like it was all just like um it still was hard then having that sacrifice and but also being told that that sacrifice is good and that suffering is good and that uh these things are um that in on the mission you're told that if you suffer and you're working you're you're running where yourself ragged that those are good things for you and it'll pay off in the end and i still deal with that trauma that that put on me of um both in the mission field and then you know on deployment or in my time in the service and i um I don't know. I loved it. So it gave me yeah. chills and I keep saying that it probably shouldn't be, but it really did. Like, um, I, no, that's great. I, I think for, for me, one of the most important parts about the courses is I used to be a soldier, a soldier. I used to take order orders. Tell me what I came here for. Why'd you let me fight your war? And then by the time you get to the middle of the song, it says, tell me what I came here for, because now I won't fight your war. You start to wake up. And then by the end of the song, it says, I'll tell you what I came here for. I came to start my own war. Because that's at a point in the album where Irene, my, myself, I'm finally starting to break through this questioning of why am I angry? Why did you make me come here? Why did you make me do this on my mission in my life? And by the time you get to the end, you understand, oh no, I will tell you exactly what I came here for. And that is, I came to start my own war. And that goes into that level of anger of, you know, I think we all go through and we leave the church of I'm, I am coming to say what I want to say and I don't care what you think anymore. And that anger eventually subsides into, I think, a, a healthier um, anger that drives us to grow in ways that we couldn't before. But PTSD for me is just such, one, it's just a banger but yeah, of absolutely. song. It's very, <laughs> uh, it's very heavy but it's a very important transitioning point in the album. So I'm really happy that you got to listen to it. But my, my point in, in asking that is that th on this album, there's literally something for everyone. Mm -hmm. This is four years of crafted experience from the beginning of a sad, you know, acoustic guitar being, like I said, so lonely. And then PTSD, which is directed towards if you ever served a mission or you ever had a calling and you were this soldier for this cause that you never signed up for. And then there's other songs about, you know, my sexual abuse in the church. There's other songs regarding, you know, dealing with my family, my mom. It's so hard to deal with family when you're leaving. And then also with just 
personal growth and then retribution and just all of it is there. And no matter what stage you're in, this album is crafted from a perspective of letting you experience this in whatever space you need to be in for, for growth and for healing. And it's not, I, I cannot stress that enough that there is purpose behind every song. There have been other songs that have written that I've cut from the album because they do not drive the point home. This is so handcrafted for you, the ex-Mormon audience. And it's incredible music. It's been my life for the last four years. And it would be such an honor to present it to you and to have this experience with you. Because I really think that this is going to be something big. I do think that by the end, when we have this documentary and we're releasing it with the album that by the time we get to that point a year from now everything will have grown even more and i so so want the ex-mormon community to be a part of the voice that is presented when this album comes out to say we are here this is our story this is our trauma and you cannot take away what we have learned about ourselves and who we are as individuals and our identity um, as ex-Mormons. So for me, it's so powerful. And I just want to reach out to every ex-Mormon this year that if you can make it to the tour, be there, be a part of this as a movement and just as a musically awesome experience. So that's, that's what I'm trying to get across to the people. I love it. Um, I, I love me a rock opera album and it sounds like you're telling like a like you said an av- evolution and you're telling a story it's from totally each. a rock opera yeah yeah a story yeah you're telling a storyline from each from track one to the end of the album and your um and listeners will even if they don't maybe relate to some song where they're like but maybe they see themselves in the future being like no oh, that's something or you know I I like that you're um, getting into those spaces. There are songs that I wrote two years ago that now I listen to them and I think, oh my gosh, how did I even have the wisdom to write that song? Because I didn't even understand it until now. And it rings so much truer to me now. So I, I do really think that that will happen for listeners as well as they go through their own journey because it's happened to me. So yeah, all, all great stuff and more great stuff coming by the time the tour gets up and going, there will be uh, another single coming out and another music video done and the story will continue. So very, very excited. I am so excited. Um, Also, I don't just real quick, uh, the significance of you keep releasing stuff in April on April 12th. April 12th. Uh, yes. yes. Thank what you. What is the significance uh, of that? Yep. So the album last year, High Water was released on April 12th. The music video of Persephone 2 and Persephone 3 will be released on April 12th. And the album will actually be released next year on April 12th. So the significance of that is, my quit Mormon letter came in and the first day of my life that I ever lived with my name, not in the church records, not born in the covenant, 
my first day of freedom was April 12th. And so for me, we call it my freedom day and we celebrate it every year. Would highly encourage everyone to keep the date that you receive that your records are removed and celebrate that every year um, and mark that as a pattern of your, your growth. So that is, that is April 12th and that is why everything will continue to come out on April 12th. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things that you do. I, I think it's very powerful. Well, is there, I think we've um, covered everything. Are you, is there anything else? We've already talked about your Instagram. That's how people can reach you and follow you, follow along with you, your journey. And um, if they can't make it to the tour, then I'm sure, you know, they'll be able to watch it there um, or on your website. Uh, and your Instagram is irenes.entropy. Yep. And then. Yep. And yeah, listeners, if you're, um, yeah, like she said, if you want to be part of the tour, um, this is a really amazing opportunity to be part of a, a movement and to um, listen to other people's stories. Not only, you know, you're going to be able to hear, hear your, you know, your friends' stories, you're going to hear like people that you don't know, like strangers that have similar experiences. And it's, I think, that's just going to be a great opportunity for like bonding and for like finding, you know, getting to know people on a different level. Yep. All of that healing more than anything community mm -hmm. and just kick-ass music that I'm so proud of. I'm so proud of this music and it, I, I do, I believe in myself. I believe in the quote unquote product that mm -hmm. I am selling. I do think that this music, will make a difference in many people's lives. But for me, the most important thing is, you know, for however many radio interviews or podcasts or people, you know, asking just different awesome things for me as a musician and marketing, my number one goal is that this music heals my community, my ex-Mormon community. And so that's why my number one goal is that it goes to ex-Mormons first before it goes to the rest of the world. So thank you so much for interviewing me and for, for getting this out there. I, I really appreciate it because you're doing so much for the ex-Mormon community. Oh, well, thank you. Um, we can, uh, like I said, I'm a forever fan, so I will do what I can to help spread the word of Irene's entropy. Thank you.